Welcome to the Foundations of Sports, where we put forth positive sports stories and the people who make a difference and lead by their actions on and off the field. I'm your host, Chris Horgan, and thank you for joining us. Today, we have John Hoke on the show. John is the owner of JVH Performance, and he's a strength coach and head wrestling coach at North Rockland High School. He provides the tools necessary for athletes of any age to be successful in their sport and in life. John played college football at Western Connecticut, and not only does he use his athletic background and skills, but also his passions for sports and helping others, which led him to opening JVH Performance. Today, we discuss the impact of sports and training on life. How did a series of second place finishes motivate John to pursue coaching and training athletes? John discusses the importance of physical and mental toughness while maintaining a strong mind. He was told that he was too small to play college football and not to open a gym, but he did it anyway, and he and his team are thriving. John's mission is for his athletes to be champions in life and be prepared for their next chapter. He provides the physical tools and a blueprint for success in their sport and in life. We discuss the five things that require no talent or skill that show how committed an athlete is, as well as John's three non-negotiables. What is the one book that he would gift? And how can sports play a positive role in the future? Sit back and enjoy the episode with John Hoke. We're excited today to have John Hoke on Foundations of Sports. John, thank you for taking the time to come on the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Tell us about the journey that led you to becoming a strength coach, owner of JVH Sports Performance, and a wrestling coach. Well, growing up, uh, played sports as a kid, many, many sports. <clears throat> you know, soccer, football, baseball, I wrestled, did all those things for years, and uh, I just loved it. I was obsessed, to say the least. I was obsessed with, you know, games, practice, and then my father introduced me to uh, to training when I was 13 because he believed in the old school myth that it would stunt your growth if you uh, <laughs> if you started training before, uh, before you hit puberty. So it made me wait till 13, and I was instantly hooked, instantly. Uh, you know, carried training throughout high school, uh, continue to play sports, play football in college. And, uh, right away, as soon as I graduated, I, I started to, to work for myself and, you know, gather up a couple of clients and it just kind of took off from there. So, uh, I, I don't think this was a journey I chose or a profession I chose. I think it chose me to be honest with you, because it's just a, a passion I've had for my entire life. Something that really stands out on, on your website is the life lessons of sports and the, and the competitions. And you talk about something about second place finishes. It forged uh, both physical and mental toughness and, and maintaining a strong mind. Tell us a little bit about that impact on you and how it got you to where you are today. Oh man. Well, <clears throat> I was fortunate enough to be a part of some successful teams and, and team sports and, you know, baseball and, winning a state championship in football. We won some, you know, some, some pretty good titles there. And then wrestling is, an, is pretty much individual sport. And I just, as I got older and better at the, at the sport and progress, I found myself coming in second place. And, uh, you know, by the time I was a senior, it really just ended up being a, uh, a mental block. So that really, really hit me hard. And I wanted to learn how to overcome that. So, you know, recognizing that, and it's just, no matter what, you know, you come in second or if you even win or if you come in first or, you know, individually or as a team, you still need to strive for progress and work to get better and, and, you know, maintain 
that mental edge and stay cool, calm and collected in any situation. Cause you know, it's easy to just to have those experience constantly coming a second or just barely falling short with any goal in life and, and just calling it quits or, you know, you can choose to learn from it and move forward and, and get better. Certainly, especially with that mental toughness. And you talk about the importance of training and I know you have your JVH performance center. Um, what are some of the life lessons just from opening that? Cause it's not easy to go into business for yourself Obviously, you have a passion for sports, but some of the things that you've learned over the 10 plus years of training athletes, adults, kids, and then now having your own facility, what are some of the lessons that you've learned? Oh man, just that you need to, you need to learn from your mistakes. That's a big one. I mean, I made, I still make mistakes today, but you know, being young and starting a business, especially, you know, after that recession in 2008, I really started in 2009. So I, I can't tell you how many people were telling me that I was crazy for even trying to start a business during that time. And, uh, yeah, it, it was hard and I made a lot of mistakes and I had to learn from them quickly or else, you know, I wouldn't have had any success there. And that was the biggest thing for me is, is, uh, you know, using that mental fortitude and mental toughness of overcoming those battles in sports growing up as I was starting that business and just, uh, you know, the, the old cliche, you get knocked down, you got to keep getting back up and that's the bottom line, but it doesn't stop there. You have to learn. You have to learn from your, from your mistakes and your failures. And that's the biggest thing, the biggest business lesson and life lesson I can, I can give to anybody. And that's a great analogy, obviously, as a wrestling coach, getting up off the mat. And that's a great analogy for anything in life, but especially when it pertains to sports. I mean, you see a lot out there now is if someone gets knocked down or something wrong goes in the game, their mental edge is totally thrown off and that's it for the entire game, whatever sport it is. So it's certainly yeah. uh, well said with that. Another thing that's, that's kind of profound is you had people telling you, hey, it's the recession, don't do it or don't do this or don't do that. And that kind of leads me into my, my next question. It might be similar here is a situation where you were doubted or told you can't and you said okay you know what I'm not going to believe the naysayers and how you turn that into a positive was there one moment or one game or one situation that that happened for you I gotta say there's a few you know in the different kind of chapters in my life I remember right before I graduated high school I don't even know why I remember this to be honest with you but uh right before I graduated high school my economics teacher who uh, needless to say, he was, he was very out of shape. He was obese. He didn't even leave his seat, his, his chair. Um, he just sat in his desk the whole time. And I was talking to my friends about how I was going to play football in college. I'm, you know, I'm an undersized guy. Always, always has been, always will be, but you know, I relied on, on working hard and training to overcome that. And he just looked at me and laughed and had this grin on his face. Like, I'm going to see you back here next year. Cause you can't play football in college. You're too small. And I was like, man, this guy doesn't even know me. And he's going to make a bold statement like that. So I just remembered that honestly throughout my college playing career. And even now to this day, obviously, and uh, that, that kind of drove me. So that was, that was something that, that really uh, sprung me forward as I went into college. And I was, I was undersized, but I didn't let that, that hold me back in any way. Um, another one was that was, you know, going fast forward to when I was just starting to build my clientele and, and open a business. I, like I said, I can't, I can't even tell you how many people told me I was crazy and just tried to talk me out of it and told me to get a, 
you know, a regular job with benefits and this and that. But I knew what I wanted to do. I was passionate about it. I knew that I wasn't going to, you know, I wasn't going to be held back from that. There was no obstacle, which, you know, there was a lot of obstacles that I had to overcome and fast forward to now. And um, I couldn't be happier that I did it. it. It certainly wasn't easy, but you know, nothing, nothing worth anything in life is easy, right? No, nothing is. And you had that laser like focus. And we talk about that at foundations of sports, the importance of that is kind of blocking out the noise and the extraneous stuff and focusing on what really is important. And certainly you did that, you know, with your business and, and certainly with your coaching and, and, um, working with athletes, I, one word that comes up certainly, uh, in the discussion today is commitment. And that's something that's required to be successful, committing to yourself, to your team, to your family, doing things on and off the field. And you have a, a great website with tremendous resources for coaches, athletes, any people looking to get an edge in sports and any part of life. But tell us about the list of five things that show how committed an athlete really is. All right. There's five things that don't require any skill or any talent. And, uh, and I know for a fact that there's many coaches that are going to agree with me on this one. Uh, number one is going to be, are they on time, <clears throat> on time, prepared, ready to go for workouts, practice, um, and games. Uh, the next one I would say is their effort and people will misconstrue this a little bit because <clears throat> you're expected to have your highest output of effort, regardless of the situation, whether it's a, a game practice, a workout. And, you know, it's not easy. It's myself, I'm sure you can attest to this. You, some days you just don't have it. You're tired. You had long day work or, you know, you're in high school, you're an athlete, you had uh, a lot of tests, finals, exams, and, and you just don't have the energy you normally have. That doesn't mean you could show up and be lazy. You still have to give your best effort on that day. That's that's kind of important to uh, to highlight there. Whatever your best effort is for that particular day, that that situation, just give it, and uh, good things will happen from there. Another big one is, are you coachable? You have to be coachable, and you see a little bit less of that these days because there are you know travel teams and there's early specialization. Kids are seeing you know, strength coaches, travel coaches, their school coaches. So, you know, they pick and choose who they want to listen to and take coaching from. But one of the biggest assets an athlete can have is to be, be coachable and, and, and listen. Uh, that, that just segues right to the next one. Number four, ability to listen. You know, if your, your head's, your head's in the clouds or you're not paying attention during instruction, you know, you might miss some little detail that's going to make the difference, make the difference between winning and losing. And then for me, number five would be what extra efforts do the athletes put in on their own time without being told, without it being organized, without anybody to really tell them or push them and just doing it on their own. That's going to, that's going to tell what, what type of athlete, what type of person are going to be in life. I mean, that's certainly a game plan for success. Every coach has their uh, iPad or if Bill Belichick, he throws the uh, Microsoft Surface and he wants his old school, you know, uh, pen and paper. But uh, mm -hmm. everyone's got their uh, importance game plan. And certainly those five right there, I mean, you can't say much more than that. And it really forges the athlete 
and the person. And, and these are lessons like we talk about and we refer to things that happened 10, 20 years ago in sports and in life. And that's the part of the journey. And I often quote, uh, quote John Wooden, enjoy the journey. And certainly those things, if you do them, you're going to enjoy the journey. You're going to be successful uh, on and off the field. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, those things, you know, they don't take talent and skill. So anybody yeah. can do them. Anybody can execute those. So you talk about on the field, you talk about in the gym, but you have a, a phrase champions in life. And it seems the mission of you and your coaches at JVH and certainly at North Rockland wrestling to help athletes become champions in life. Tell us a little bit about that mission. Man, as the older I get, the more important this becomes to me because kind of dating myself now as I get into my thirties, I have, you know, some athletes that I've trained from the time they were in seventh or eighth grade. Now they're graduating college. I was in fact, just talking to uh, a lacrosse player. He just graduated from Oswego and he's getting ready to start his, his career. I mean, every single thing you do in training in the weight room for your sports team, all the important aspects of that stuff can be transferred over to the sport of life. And let's be honest, a very low percentage of us are going to get paid to play our sport. You know, the, being a professional athlete is not something that many people <clears throat> are going to get an opportunity to do. So you have to be prepared for your next chapter in life, your career. And just seeing younger athletes grow up and utilize all the lessons that they've learned in training and, and by playing their sport, or even if they didn't place where they just train, but using those lessons from the gym and training and applying them to life and seeing success there, it makes me happier as a coach, as a strength coach, as a wrestling coach, as a gym owner to see that, um, the older I get. And, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's really, it's as simple as that. Everybody's looking for that, that magic pill, so to speak. It's, it's very simple. The formula for success is, is all these things we're talking about. How rewarding is it when you have an athlete come back, say he goes off to college, you trained him in high school, goes to play football, he comes back, not only that he did well on the field and regardless of record, uh, but you know, you know from his college coaches, but also that he's doing well in life. He's a, uh, he or she is a good person. How rewarding is that to you? It's, there's, there's no better feeling, honestly, there's really not. It's, it's, the, uh, the greatest form of compensation for, for a passionate coach like myself. I mean, like I said, I was just conversing with a kid that just graduated and he's, he's talking about how he wants to do well in life. And he's asking me advice and I, I would do anything for, you know, for those, those types of kids. And just, uh, you know, as, as a coach, you have those opportunities. So the more, the more uh, lives you can impact that way, the better off, you know, that that kid will be. And then, you know, hopefully his friends follow suit and then, you know, you make a small impact on on this huge world we live in. That just, there's no better feeling as a passionate coach. Without a doubt. We're going to transition a little bit and say an hour from now, you get a phone, you look at your phone and it says uh, United States Olympic Center on your phone calling you. And they're calling you right now to make you the wrestling coach for Team USA in the next Olympics. Tell me which wrestler, active or retired, would you choose to wear the C and be the captain of your team. All right. After I wake up from the heart attack, I'll probably have been <laughs> receiving that call. Uh, this is, uh, whew. there's a lot of good ones out there now. I'm going to have to go. 
I have to go old school, go with the retired Dan Gable. Okay. I mean, anybody that follows wrestling, uh, he's, he's basically epitomizes everything that we're talking about and everything in the, uh, what a captain would be a leader, a wrestler. If I could choose both, as a, for the retired, I would choose Dan Gable. If I would choose an active one right now, Jordan Burroughs. Uh, I've been a fan of his since he was wrestling at Nebraska, and it's probably harder to maintain the integrity now than you know guys like Dan, Dan Gable did back in the day because of all the opportunities for social media and to lash out. It's really it's not easy to to maintain that integrity now for the younger generation and uh i feel that jordan burroughs does a real good job of that you know even the even though he's had the highest level of success you can have and he continues to so definitely those two guys for sure there's another lesson within itself right there no matter how successful you are to stay focused and to remember Mm -hmm. everyone that helped you get there and remember everyone in the building it's certainly yep. something very important. I know we're both giant fans, but you see what Pat Shermer's doing, where he's stressing the importance, to, especially the new guys, of saying please and thank you to everyone in the building. And that's certainly getting back to the Coach Coughlin and the, and the giant way of, of things that they kind of got away from. It's it's the little things. Are, are they going to pick up uh, the, the dirty laundry? Are they going to help clean? They're going to help do do the work required. It's it's all the little things. And like you said with Jordan he's not letting him get to his head on social media. He's not going crazy. He's, he's staying focused. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lesson certainly in sports, but for all of us these days. Oh, big time. And the more reminders we can get about stuff like this, the better. Cause uh, you know, none of us are perfect and you just constantly need these reminders. Without a doubt. And you, you talk about the couple of reminders and you, you provided us great content in this interview. And certainly, like you said, your, your, your website, jvhperformance.com, but you have three non-negotiables and I love how you put it that way. It's simple word, non-negotiable, but it's so true. And you have three of them. Can you tell our audience a little bit about them? Uh, yeah. Uh, Again, I'm dating myself, but as I get older, those may change. But uh, my first non-negotiable is that I I need some alone time with my family disconnected. That's that's super important to me. I need to shut my phone down, computer, no emails, nothing. I need to spend some time with my wife and my daughter disconnected from the world because, I mean, at the end of the day, family is the most important thing, right? So that's definitely one of them. Uh, another one is I have to train. I have to train. I don't care if it's a 10 minute workout or an hour and a half, whatever I have, I'm, I'm going to train. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. It doesn't matter how much I have going on. I'm going to block out some time and I'm going to get it done. Cause I know I'm at my best when I, when I do. Um, the third one is I, I need to read and it's, it's <laughs> kind of funny for me to say that if, you know, if I look back even six, seven years ago and heard myself saying that I might, I might, uh, think it was a dream or something like that because I, I didn't really start reading, uh, daily until I was about 20, 26 years old. And I just wake up and read something powerful, something inspirational, something you're passionate about. Your day is just that much better. And, uh, the more I read, the more I want to read content that, that fires me up like that. And just, uh, Helps me become an overall better person, better coach, better father, better husband. Um, you know, so those three things. I need to spend some disconnected time with my family. I need to train and I need to read every single day. 
for me to uh, to be at my best in all aspects of life. And I think all three of them are interconnected. One is going to help the other. When you train and you become healthier, you become better, you become a, a better family person, a better father. Uh, when you read, it's the same thing. And the impact of all three are interchangeable. And I think that's so important. And for athletes, for non-athletes, to take the time to train is so important. And I think you also said something there. Even if you have 10 minutes, you're gonna do something. You're not gonna say, oh, the effort's not there, the laziness and is gonna set in. No, it's find 10 minutes or find that 20 minutes and and make it work. And it improves our lives. And, and a lot of people look for remedies in so many other different ways. But when you think keep things simple, that's when you get the results. That's it. And to be honest, uh, this is a little secret I have for myself. And I, I, I constantly tell my clients, is, uh, you know, on those days that you, you may be super busy or you don't feel like training, you just don't have it. And believe me, even as a strength coach and somebody that, that training is my life, I, there's some days where I, I just don't have it. But those days, all I do is I start moving around, do some calisthenics, get loose, get warm. Before I know it, I had a 45-minute training session and ended up being the best workout of my life. So just take that first step, just get the ball rolling and take it from there on those days. <laughs> Absolutely. You talk about reading. So what one book would you give as a gift uh, to your family, your friends, an athlete going away to school from high school? What's one book that you would gift? That's so easy. I carry this book with me everywhere I go. It's uh, Relentless. That's by Tim S. Grover. He actually trained, uh, he was the strength coach for Michael Jordan, uh, Kobe Bryant, who else? I think Dwayne Wade, guys like that. Uh, tremendous book. Tremendous book. Talks about all this stuff that we're talking about today. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, I refer to it all the time. I carry it in my book bag. It comes with me every single place I go. So it, it's, it's definitely one. It's nice when you have that resource too. And and I, I, be, I do it. I, I read books a couple of times sometimes. I tab pages. I highlight things. It's. I feel like a book is is an unlimited resource. It's a good book, obviously, but also something that you can refer back to. It's, it's especially things that we're learning from. It's not just read the book and put it on the shelf and forget about it. And certainly, that seems like the effect of relentless on you know you and your coaches and 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 the lessons in that book. Hundred percent. I agree with everything you just said right there. Well, a, a friend also clued me in that you're a big Miami Hurricanes football fan. Yes, I am. Yes, so they're uh, you know they're they're on the rise and they're playing Florida State in October, which is let's just say is going to be a big game. I know they're playing at home down in Miami, but I'm going to give you a scenario. Is you have a, a phrase and a mantra that again you keep it simple, but the phrase is do everything with integrity. And now more than ever in sports and in in, in life in the world, that's so important. So tell me, you have four tickets to that game. Which three people in sports would you have come to that game to just talk about that phrase, doing everything with integrity? Ooh. All right, the easiest one, especially growing up as a Yankee fan, Derek Jeter. That's pretty simple. I don't think that needs even needs an explanation. Uh whew. All right, I might have to give you more than three here. You can get, <laughs> you, we got extra tickets for you. Don't worry. 
All right, good. So I'll, I'll say Derek Jeter for sure. Definitely doesn't need an explanation. Uh, I'm going to have to say Ed Reed because he's my favorite player. My dog's name is Reed. I wore number 20 because of him. That's and awesome. he, he was a hurricane, obviously. One of my favorite football players of all time. Uh, <laughs> I might get some laughs out of this one, but I'm going to say Eli Manning. <clears throat> I'm a giant fan, and that's not why I say it. people have their opinions about him, but the guy won two Super Bowls. He's had some, you know, ups and down years. He he got benched last year and he came back. And the guy, I mean, any of the Mannings really, just the, the level of integrity they have is is unbelievable. Uh and then Terry Brands. Terry Brands, wrestler for Iowa. Uh had uh opportunity to win a gold medal for on the Olympic team and never reached that goal. But, you know, he uses that to drive him as, as a coach. Now he coaches, uh, university of Iowa. <clears throat> That's quite a crew you have there. Uh, as a Mets fan, I can't comment on Derek Jeter. Um, <laughs> we, we have a running joke, uh, that Ray Ordonez was better defensively than him. And, uh, we get a lot of laughs out of the crew from that one between the Met and Yankee fans, but certainly all athletes there that do the little things to then execute in the big moments. And you, you talk about Eli Manning. I mean, you, you look at what he did in the last two and a half minutes of Super Bowl 46 and how he executed. Mm -hmm. And uh, that certainly defines doing the little things off the field to then help your team win. And it's just all those athletes and all those people you listed, you know, you have to put the time, you have to put the work in. So certainly uh, a great group of people. And uh, I'm sure you're going to have a good time and uh, we'll see if Florida State can compete with the Hurricanes this year. Nope, not happening. <laughs> we, uh, we have a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world, but there, and we, we talk often and, and you stress, I stress is, is staying positive and you have that Monday newsletter that you send out and with great stuff. And it's a very simple question, but how could sports play a positive role in the future? Man, if we can, uh, you know, sports and training for that matter in a very weird place right now because the internet is uh, it's a powerful thing. You know, the internet and social media and things of that nature can be super positive. I mean, you know, you and I are communicating <clears throat> and you've seen my website and social media stuff. And that's great. That's what kind of connected us. But it's not always a positive thing. You know, yeah, there's a lot of negative things that happen via the internet or social media or any platform like that. If uh, if that can all come full circle and have more positive impact on people, and, and you know, whether it's just a, con a simple connection like like you and I doing this podcast or or um, you know, meeting people for training, for practice and, and helping that way. If it can be more of an overall positive impact, I, I think sports and I think everything will, will improve. I mean, the biggest thing for me is, is improving as, as a person, improving as, as an individual, a coach, a father, you know, in training and what like I talked about earlier. And, and if I, if I work on that constantly by reading and sticking to, my core values, then, then I know I can be at my best and impact people the most positive way I possibly can. Uh, you know, so hopefully, 
the internet and social media and all those things can can come full circle at, at, at some point and and only only have a positive impact and a positive role on on young people and adults across the board absolutely that would certainly uh uh, help everyone. And it's just making a decision. You know, it's also a mindset. And you talked about that in the beginning of the episode, you know, staying strong physically, but also having that mental edge and maintaining a strong mind and ciphering out the noise and the negativity and, and staying focused on the positive. And that's what it's about in sports and what it's about in life. So um, as we finish up, John, I like to use a sports analogy and, and I know call an audible is something that, that we've exchanged back and forth, but um, the sports analogy is this. So your United States wrestling team, we fast forward to the Olympics is in uh, they're against Greece right now in overtime in a wrestling match. First question is what are your goals for the future? Um, me personally? Yes. Uh, I would actually like to <clears throat> write my own book uh, for sure. I um, actually have already begun. I'm, it's go- going to be called Mind Your Strength. And it's all about forging your uh, physical strength into mental fortitude. Uh, that's the number one goal right now for me and my main focus outside of, of the gym. And, you know, beside that, it's, it's raising my family and my kids the way, you know, I was raised and, and just sticking to all these core values. <clears throat> well, that's certain mind your own strength. Put me down for, uh, to buy a, a few copies there. We look forward to that one. That's, uh, that's awesome. It, it really is. And to then, you know, put your mindset onto paper, how many more people can you impact? That, that's that's awesome and certainly uh, best of luck with that. That's very cool. Thank you. Any sports event you would like to attend at any location? Who is playing? Where is the game? And who are you tailgating with? Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Miami Hurricanes football game because to be honest, I've never been to one. <laughs> okay. Uh, so... <clears throat> The game would be in Florida for sure because I'm a warm weather guy. I live up here on the in the Northeast, and, and these winters seem to get longer and longer. So <laughs> the game would be in Florida for sure. Uh, uh, who would I tailgate with? Well, hmm. I'd have to go with these guys. Like Derek Jeter is <laughs> one of my favorite people on the planet. I would love for him to be there. I'd love to get insight from him. Any one of the Manning brothers. Uh, uh, sounds cliche, but I would like bring sports figures just to get inside their heads. Sure. Um, so those same guys, I mean, I would love to be around any Jordan Burroughs. I mean, I would love to get inside his head as a younger guy, Dan Gable, Terry Brands. Uh, shoot. <laughs> I, I can't think of anybody else beside them. I mean, I would have my family with me as well. My daughter, I'll bring my dog as well. His name is Reed. He's got to be there. He's part of the team. So yeah, that's it. Uh, that's uh, a great crew. And I'm sure the grill will be fired up well before the game starts there. Uh, <laughs> John, what would you like to leave our audience with today? Uh I, I, my tagline at the end of everything I write says dominate another day. And I believe in that, you know, we should wake up grateful and thankful for our health, assuming that we all have it and, 
you know, look to dominate the day, dominate any task that's in front of us. And, you know, we're going to be faced with setbacks and obstacles. Doesn't matter what our ambitions are. Doesn't matter if it, it it's in regards to training or your sport or your career, or your life, you're going to get those obstacles. You just have to keep battling, stay consistent, overcome them. And, uh, you know, be relentless. Good things will come. If you're consistent, good things will come. Consistent and relentless and certainly two characteristics necessary to be successful on and off the field. And you've provided us with awesome, awesome content, lessons, values, and you have so much more to offer. Where can we find you? Uh, my website, uh, com. I have uh, every social media platform probably that's popular. So Instagram is at jhoke 20 um, also have a Twitter, it's at JVH performance and Facebook should, uh, should just be JVH performance as well. And I certainly advise our audience to sign up for your newsletter as well. Great content. The things that, that you spoke about today from the non-negotiables to just certain things about commitment you send out every week. And it's not this long email letter with all this other stuff in it. It's like you've said multiple times in this episode, it's simple effective and it's certainly lessons for athletes, coaches of any ages to help do better and of, of any walk of life, whether it's sports or business. So uh, certainly we uh, recommend you go there. Before I let you go, we want to say congratulations. Um, you were named wrestling coach of the year for North Rockland in your first year. And that is a reflection of your hard work, your dedication, helping others, all of that, all the time that you put in since you started training when you were 13, how you spoke about earlier, that's a reflection of that. So we just want to say from everyone at Foundations of Sports, congratulations. It's a great honor. Oh, thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. Um, you know, it's a collective effort between myself, the other coaches, the parents, and, uh, you know, obviously the kids that are out there, out there on the mat wrestling and winning those matches. So. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. It's very, very good. And continue success with JVH Performance, North Rockland Wrestling, and everything else you do to help others, and certainly your family uh, and your book. Thanks for taking the time. It was really an awesome episode, and we'll definitely uh, connect in the show notes of all the things that you had to uh, to say to help athletes, coaches, and, and everyone else. Thanks for taking the time, John. Absolutely. Thank you. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Training and sports are interchangeable. There are so many life lessons beyond just becoming faster or stronger. A quote on John's website, jvhperformance.com, about athletes says the following. The life lessons they'll learn on their journey to achieving their vision will lead to success in sport, but more importantly, success in life. Our main goal as passionate coaches is to have each athlete become a champion in life. John defines that through his actions. He turned negatives into positives and turns doubters into fuel. He proved that by playing college football and opening his own training facility during the recession. He stresses the importance of family time, focus, reading, having grit, and helping others, and doing it all with integrity. And the athletes he trained who coach, who come back to visit him, and who are doing well in life, to John, there is no greater reward. And we thank him for taking the time to come on the show. And I want to personally thank you for listening to Foundations of Sports. I appreciate your time and look forward to next week's episode where we have a World Series champion, but more importantly, a champion off the field who are impacting others.
there is an episode that you think a family member or friend would enjoy, please share the link with them. And if you like what you hear, subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes. We greatly appreciate your efforts. And for more information on us, visit foundationsofsports.com, Twitter at foundationsport, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook at Foundations of Sports. We will see you next week. And as always, best to you and your families. Thank you.